afternoon, Fabcasters. This is our bar with the drive time. I'm trying to rush to get to the carpool lane because here in the state where I live, if you make it into the carpool lane by four o'clock, you get to stay in the carpool lane and it's, lo it's locked in for six miles. The other option is I don't make it and I get stuck in general population traffic for six miles, which could be horrible. So it is now 3.55 and, uh, and a half mile is the entrance. I might be able to make it. If I make it, it's gonna save me about, I don't know, 10 to 15 to 30 to 40 minutes of driving in traffic. Here's the thing, here's the lesson here. I lived here for about six months before I found out that there was a HOV hour, high occupancy vehicle lane. I'd live here half a year before I realized that there was this benefit waiting for me to enjoy every day. I mean, and sometimes like an 18, what could be an 18 minute commute has been an hour and a half based off of an accident or traffic or something like that. So, I mean, I could have been enjoying this thing for half a year. All right, here's, now here's the spiritual takeaway. As I am praying for favor, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but it's all good. It's all good. Here's the spiritual takeaway. There are so many believers, so many of us who've been missing out on the greater blessing, on the greater blessings, because we simply weren't paying attention or reading the, reading the signs or reading the rules or reading the book. So we got caught up in the wrong things. You know what I mean? Let me give you an example. So the 90s, in the 90s, particularly in North America, maybe all throughout the world, but there was, there was a boom of walk down the aisle, raise your hand, pray a prayer, and get into heaven, right? These, this is what crusades were made of. There was like thousands and thousands of people would gather and they would do these things. So, you know, throughout the 80s and 90s and early 2000s, there was this push to quote unquote, get people in. And all they had to do was pray a prayer and then they were in and then they, they had this identity of, man, one day I'm going to heaven. Right? There was hundreds and thousands and millions of us who heard this message and we were inundated with this message that it was all about getting into heaven. Now here's how that destroyed us. Here's how it totally warped our mindset of what the gospel is. In that mindset, if you went to a, a, a crusade or if you went to a big gathering or a big conference where they did these altar calls, then life became about, I can't wait to get to heaven one day and get out of this hell hole. And there was no, at least, at least from my perspective, you know, this is, this is from what my ears heard, not, not your ears, this is what I heard. Um, there was no mention, from my perspective, of, hey, we get to surrender every day and find true freedom here and now, every single day until the Lord takes us home. And then we're in the presence. Then we're absent from the body face to face with the Lord. Right? So, it, 
the other message was, man, one day you'll get to heaven. And share this message with someone and just be bold and share eternal life with somebody and, and they could get in too. So we completely forgot about what happens now, between now and, and death. So life became frustrating. And then and it, it became about like, man, why are all my problems still here? We can't make sense of it. Because there was no message being put out there about the freedom of surrender. At least from my perspective. There was, there was no there was no message of the gospel is the good news that here and now God can be glorified through you. And so true freedom comes from right freely giving of my will so that God could love others through me. Now I, I'm sure I'm sure there are pockets of people who are are preaching that message, who are preaching the true gospel, that it's good news here and now, not just then and in the future. But I'm saying for the mass majority, I'm sure the majority of us lived for heaven, not for the now. And um, that, that's just our story. But I think, here's the good news, is that the gospel is making a comeback. I really believe it's making a comeback. And now I'm seeing, even in, in music, I'm seeing in um, in little churches that churches are getting smaller in, in a more intimate setting. Like discipleship is making a comeback. I'm true discipleship. We're teaching people to to surrender and and be completely transparent in their need for a savior. And uh, the word brokenness is being used a lot. Um, from my tiny perspective, right? Everything's through my perspective. You might be listening to this now and saying, oh, that's been around for a long time. Well, praise God, because you've been around, you've been around uh, solid teaching, right? Not just, not just, I hope one day this, this hell hole is over and I hope one day my problems go away. And, and even, so the people who looked forward to um, heaven being a, only a future thing, not a, as, in, as on earth as it is in heaven, type mentality but their prayers became um, saturated with Lord give me this Lord give me that Lord give me out of this Lord give me out of that there was no prayers of Lord thank you that I don't need my way right now thank you that you've set me free so that I don't have to defend myself thank you Lord that you've set me free that I don't that I don't I don't have to be the Holy Spirit to anybody and point out their sins and be the accuser of the brethren that's Satan's job. Thank you that I can just be a conduit of love. Like true surrender. So anyways, uh, I made it. It is now 4.02. I'm in the clear. I'm looking at the people on the right, on the other side of the wall. And uh, well, they didn't get to make it into the carpool lane. But I did. It was amazing. I'm living the benefits, okay? And my, my, I leave you with this. There are many benefits, many benefits that God has waiting for you believers. And I encourage you to take advantage of them. Don't sell yourself short by treating God like a genie and asking for McDonald's meat when he's offering filet mignon. So like, 
if, if you're a student this summer, if you just graduated this summer and, and you are asking God to get into a specific school, right? Let's go for something way more valuable. And that's, Lord, give me your mindset. Give me your peace. Give me your peace so that no matter what happens, no matter the outcome of this, I still have your solid mindset, regardless of what happens. We can do this for health. We can do this for wealth. We can do this for prosperity. We can do this for any endeavor in life. Lord, give me your eyes because I would rather go blind than to see anything other than through your eyes. Let me ask for the greatest thing ever. Lord, give me your perspective. Give me your mind. Give me your heart. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Those are the most value. That's the most valuable prayer I could think of. Rather than, Lord, give me, give me it my way. You know, this ain't Burger King. God's not the guy in Burger King. He's not going to make it your way. He's going to do it his way. Because God's all about God. And he's, God's about glorifying himself. And God is most glorified in us when we're most satisfied in him. Quote, uh, Dr. John Piper. So, all right. Love you guys. I'm so stoked. I made the HOV. All right. Peace out.